0: The Thanksgiving Day triple header is in the books, and that means it's time for the Week 12 Pick'em Show. Hello and welcome everybody to the Week 12 Pick'em Show. It's a special bagel edition. We're eating bagels because we didn't have... Thanksgiving breakfast celebration like we thought we were going to. So we're making it our own. So if you hear munching going on... That's why. That is definitely why. Um, looking back on the Thursday games, start with the, the first game, Bears on the road at the Lions.
1: Damn Lions.
0: Yeah, their winless streak continues. They just... They played hard. They... Almost were able to pick up the W. Uh, looks like DeAndre Swift is going to be hurt for a little bit. Um, he hasn't been put on IR yet, and I didn't hear broken collarbone like I initially thought. So
1: Was it collarbone or shoulder?
0: Yeah, it's looking like probably separated shoulder. Mm. But he wasn't wearing a sling after uh, the injury. Like He went to the locker room. He put on his civvies. Came out and wasn't wearing a sling. So that was a good sign. And uh, he was back on the sideline. Didn't immediately go to the hospital. So that's also a good sign. So you got to think that he may be back. But if you're the Lions, you're already winless. You don't need to rush your best player back out there. In the hopes that you maybe win a game this season. I mean, they're at the point where they might as well just tank. And go winless and get the first pick. And draft accordingly. So That's where the Lions are at. Uh, But they pushed the Bears. And the Bears almost blew it. And they had to kick a last second field goal. I did have the Bears winning. I had the under. So I got both of those. But I had the Bears to win by three. And they won by two. So the Lions covered, sadly. And then in the afternoon game, we missed most of it. But... Uh, we saw some of the first quarter right around halftime and then the very end of the game. And as hard as Dallas fought to get back in that game at the end, uh, they deserved to lose with those penalties. Uh, they just couldn't get out of their own way late in the game. I think it was overtime and the Raiders ended up winning. So credit to the Raiders for finally getting their stuff together and going to Dallas and winning a road game. Uh, against a pretty good team but a team that i argued was not the best team in the nfc a couple of weeks ago and was met with odd resistance to that despite them not having beaten any other good team in the nfc at this point and now they have lost back-to-back games uh against afc west opponents so dallas is clearly not the best team in the nfc uh you can see how much not having Amari Cooper on the field hurts them. And without CeeDee Lamb, you know, they were really extra handicapped. But that's a game where they should have been able to dominate running the ball and pacing. And it's a game that they still should have been able to win, to be perfectly honest. Um, They only ran the ball 20 times, though. They had Dak throw it 47 times. So it's like you're missing your two best receivers, yet you're going to dial up you know, 50 throws in that game, doesn't make any sense to me, and then you look at what the Raiders did, they ran the ball 35 times for 143 yards and two touchdowns, and oh, it's no surprise that they won, both guys were dueling though, both quarterbacks had nice performances, Uh, they both threw for 375 basically, somehow Carr only threw one touchdown in this game, but Hunter Renfro and Deshaun Jackson both had over 100 yards receiving, as did Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson. But neither of those guys scored for the Cowboys. So that's kind of what it came down to, was that uh, Vegas dictated the pace of the game, which is what I expected Dallas to do with Ezekiel Elliott. But Elliott only had nine carries, and Pollard only had 10. Pollard did have that uh, kick return touchdown, which was... Very nice 100-yarder. Scored in fantasy for you.
1: Yep. It was very nice to have.
0: I know. I think I adjusted the scoring so that individual return touchdowns count.
1: Did they not before?
0: Uh, It was grouped in with defensive scoring. So that would have Mm -hmm. been a Dallas, which I think you got that too if you had the Dallas defense.
1: I do, but I didn't play them.
0: Okay. But you would have gotten defensive touchdown for Dallas and Pollard got the defensive touchdown as well as the return man. He doesn't get credit for the yardage, so he doesn't get the 100 yards, but he gets the the six points for the touchdown. Because I wanted that reflected. Like, if you return a kick for a touchdown...
1: That should count.
0: As the return man, yeah, you should get that.
1: So before, it was only the defense scored it, not the player as well?
0: I think so, yes.
1: But it's is it common that it's a, like, key player?
0: Uh, Typically, typically no. Most return guys in the league these days are either like backups or uh, specialists like you see Isaiah McKenzie for the bills right like he'll come in and he'll maybe have one or two catches and he'll run a a reverse or something and maybe he'll score on that play but other than that he was just out there doing kick return duty right Andre Roberts another guy who was a pro bowler as just a kick returner so it's like typically you don't want to take your best guy and put him back there because there's a high injury risk on those plays. So you don't right. want to, you know, sacrifice your guys. Uh,
1: so what was it that would make them decide to put Pollard in that position?
0: Uh, They may have been a little thin at that position. Uh, it looks like he returned all their kicks, and he may just be their return man every day. We don't watch Dallas play enough. Yeah. So he could just be their return guy, or maybe because they were beat up at receiver they needed their return guy to play receiver. So they had a, they were like, we'll stick Pollard back there. Um, but yeah, if he doesn't return a touchdown, you would never know because the score wouldn't pop up for you in fantasy.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So anyway, Dallas is now 7-4, and four, back-to-back losses. I think they've lost three out of their last four. So it's going to be an interesting uh, final stretch for them because Green Bay and Arizona are now pretty far, not super far ahead, but far enough ahead where I don't think they have to necessarily worry about Dallas taking over that number one seed.
1: Arizona, too?
0: Yeah, I think Arizona's like 9-2, and two, and Green Bay's 8-3. and
1: three.
0: Mm. Uh, I'll peek at the standings just so I don't sound like a complete moron. Yeah, Green Bay's 8-3, and three, Tampa's 7-3, and three, Arizona's 9-2. and two. So it looks like Dallas is still in a good position to win the division, but not as good as they were. They're only they're two games up on Philadelphia, but uh, it's not going to be as easy as it looked. Uh, but it looks like yeah, Dallas may end up being the four seed, just because Tampa is the other division leader who's got seven wins, but they're seven and three, so their win percentage is better, and they're the defending champs. So I would favor them to get that position because like Dallas, you know, had a losing record I think last season.
1: Yeah, because Doc was out. They had a losing record when he was playing, though. Oh, definitely. Before
0: he got hurt, yeah. So, and just my point being that Dallas is, like, a very talented team, but they're still transitioning to be a good team. Right. So, we're seeing, I think, this year what they probably would have looked like last year with a better defense. So, they're going, they're trending in the right direction, of course. But, uh, back-to-back losses to the AFC West doesn't look too good. But the AFC West is good, right? Yeah. Uh, Vegas is 6-5 now with that win, and they're lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 7-4, and, and they're defending AFC champs, so there's not really... There's no shame in necessarily losing that game. Uh, and the night game, the Bills showed up in New Orleans, picked up a 31-6 victory, a much-needed victory for the Bills in that game. And I think... Uh, what I liked the most was the offense looked good against a good Saints defense. You know, there... There was a lot of concern that maybe they weren't gonna necessarily play their best after that uh, Colts game. I did end up picking the Bills to win. I picked the Bills to cover six, which they did. But I think I had the over at like 45 and a half and they didn't quite get there. Uh, I, I thought the Saints would score... A second touchdown, but I also picked that game before Ingram was officially ruled out. So the Saints had no running backs with Michael Thomas not on the field. Still, you know their receiving group is not uh, exceptional.
1: Is he coming back at all this year?
0: It doesn't look like it right now.
1: What was his injury? I don't even remember.
0: Uh, I think he had ankle surgery. Mm. Um.
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Because I know he was his leg was messed up last year, and he finally had. Uh, surgery to repair it in the offseason. But, anyway. Uh, Bills took care of business, as you would have expected, at least if you're a hopeful Bills fan like myself. But the when they were favored by six again, I was like, ooh, this is a scary game. Like, if Kamara and Ingram are healthy in that game, I don't know that the Bills dominate like that. But... The defense looked really good. Unfortunately, speaking of the defense, Tredavious White tore his ACL, and he's done for the year. So Dane Jackson, Teron Johnson, Levi Wallace, uh, it's on you guys now. And if there's a free agent veteran corner that you guys can go get your hands on right now, you may want to think about doing that. So it's going to be an interesting road. To close it out for the Bills. Uh, They got nine days to figure out how they want to maybe adjust their defense before they play the Patriots.
1: It's going to be an intense game.
0: It's going to be a very intense game. Monday night, it's going to be a good one, though. First place in that division is going to be on the line. Go Bills. Go Bills. All right, moving on. What's the first game? It's bagel time.
1: It's bagel time. Uh, Steelers at Bengals.
0: Ugh. That's a game I want to say the Steelers are going to win, but I don't know why. The Bengals are still one of those young teams transitioning. Steelers, they showed that they can hang in there against a good young offense like LA and score. And the defense hung in there even without uh, TJ Watt.
1: Is he supposed to be back?
0: I'm going to let you know right now. He's not listed, but this isn't the full injury report either. Let me see. If he plays, they're in much better shape. But Cam Hayward played uh, really well in the last one. Late in the game, despite punching Herbert in the stomach. Yeah. In frustration.
1: I feel like doing that to the quarterback's not the best move. Though.
0: Yeah. Nope. Oh, looks like Watt is back. He had full practices on Thursday and Friday. It looks like uh, Joe Hayden is still going to be out, so they're going to have to be very aware of uh, Jamar Chase. And I think the Bengals beat him already in Pittsburgh. So this is a revenge game for Pittsburgh. It's an opportunity for them to uh, get a win against a team above them in the division right now. Uh, Because Steelers are 5-4-1. They realistically should be 6-4 also with the Bengals. But the Bengals would still have the head-to-head win over them. So, I don't know. Since he's heavily favored in this game... Which is a bit surprising, or at least in the, uh, I mean, they're only three-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: Because Uh, they're at home, maybe?
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, Because the Steelers haven't, like, looked especially good, but, you know, with, with Watt on the field, it changes how good their defense is. And they showed that they can score, too, last week, somehow. You know, they were dead in that game, but sat up like the Undertaker, and... Made a rally and almost won. Scared the Chargers, I'm sure. Like, oh crap, we had these guys and now they're back.
1: Yeah. It was, it was a close comeback. Yeah.
0: So yeah, Bengals are favored by three and a half. Steelers are plus 160 on the money line with the over-under of 44. I don't know why. I just, I like Mike Tomlin as a coach. He's done a good job. He's never had a losing season as the coach of the Steelers. Which is amazing.
1: How long has it been now?
0: Uh, he took over for Bill Cowher and I want to say, like, 1998 or 99, somewhere at the end of that wow. reign, <clears throat> so maybe even early 2000s, but figure 20 years or so of coaching, and this guy's never had a losing season.
1: That's impressive.
0: Yeah, it's super impressive. I think he honestly deserved Coach of the Year last year because their expectations were in the toilet. Uh, or maybe it was two years ago where they were 8-8 eight and eight when Roethlisberger was out. Yeah, it was two seasons ago. Uh, not last year. And they were 8-8, eight and eight, but they were really, like, when Roethlisberger got hurt, and I think somebody else got hurt for them, uh, it just looked like their season was over, and they still managed to, like, compete every week and get to 8-8, eight and eight, and that was Mason Rudolph's season. So, Bengals can definitely win this game at home, but the Bengals are 4-2 and two on the road, and they're, uh, 2-2 two and two at home, so... Maybe that gives the Steelers some hope. I picked up Boswell, so I hope that game is a close, kind of awkward game where Pittsburgh <laughs> plays defense and kicks a bunch of field goals.
1: And win by and a wins. field goal. <laughs> eh, even,
0: if they don't, yeah, even if they don't win, I will take a Boswell four field goal game there.
1: I know. Uh, I'm surprised he got dropped. He had a good week last week, too. Yeah,
0: they're going to be outdoors in Cincy, and the mm. weather was initially reported to be bad, but it looks like it's going to be good. So,
1: All right, that makes sense. It's
0: a division game. There's a lot on the line. I expect some field goals.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, and I have Deonta Johnson, so I'm going to trot him out in that game as well. I don't have a choice. <laughs> uh, my receiving core is beat up, so uh, especially with A.J. Brown out now. Uh, any thoughts on this game beyond that?
1: No, I think this is a hard week to pick.
0: It is. There's a lot of close games this Mm -hmm. week.
1: I think it's a little bit of a crapshoot.
0: This isn't the hardest game to pick, but... No. Even the matchup predictor on ESPN has it 45 to 54% in favor of Cincinnati, so...
1: I don't know. It's going to be a good game, I think, to watch either way.
0: Yeah, we'll have that one on in the four-way box. Sounds good. What else?
1: Bucks at Colts.
0: That's an interesting game, too. It is. Colts are playing really well lately, and the Bucks are still super injured.
1: And I think Taylor can still put up a good fight, even with the Bucks defense.
0: That is going to be the question. Uh, I
1: think he can. Although they're probably very prepared for that.
0: I thought the Bills were prepared for it, too. I was like, (laughs) you know, the one thing you can't let Jonathan Taylor do is go crazy. The one thing you can't let the Colts do is give him the ball 30 times and have success. And he diced up the Bills defense, like made it look easy against them. Um, Now, Tampa Bay has historically over the last few seasons had basically the best run defense in football. They're still there in the conversation uh, this year. I don't know that there's a number one. The Saints, I think, were number one. Let's see. Yards per game average, number one, is New Orleans. Number two is Tampa. Yards per game, Tampa, 78 yards a game. So you're really not punishing Tampa on the ground. But I think a lot of teams, like, just don't even try. Yeah. The Colts are going to run the ball. They're going to give Jonathan Taylor the ball 20 times and see what happens. I think he probably still scores in that game. Uh, I hope he does. I doubt he's going to put up 50 like he did this last week.
1: I mean, is there going to be another week like that? There could be.
0: There could be, but you wouldn't think it's going to be this week.
1: I hope it's not next week either. I hope it's next week. No.
0: We'll worry about that when we get to it, when we play each other in the showdown. <laughs> with fantasy playoffs on the line, it's going to be a interesting Sunday. To say the least. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, this is Tampa's favored here. And it's like a 60-40 split. A little bit better than no. Exactly 60-40, we'll call it. Over under a 53 seems kind of high for teams that both have fairly good defenses. Colts are three-point underdogs at home. I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that Tampa is significantly better than them right now with all of the injuries that Tampa is dealing with. It looks like Gronk is probably going to be there and playing, but Antonio Brown still out. Uh, but Ali Marpet is doubtful. Vita Vea and Devin White are both questionable. Uh, you know, it's just, if they're not at 100%, the way this Colts team is playing, I would take the Colts in this game. Just from what I saw last week, uh, I forgot who Tampa played, but they ended up... It's the Giants? Yeah, that game was close. That game was like 17-10 at one point. Like They weren't really dominating the Giants.
1: Yeah, and they and, were coming off their bye, too, being yeah. arrested. So.
0: And the Colts are way better than the Giants. Yeah. Uh. So it's going to be about mistakes again. Which team can force the mistakes? And I thought the Bills defense would force those mistakes against Indy. But I was wrong and it was vice-versa, so the Indy defense can play well enough to slow down the Bucks and let Jonathan Taylor be the deciding factor in that game at home. I don't know, I kind of like the Colts to cover three points. If it was any bigger than that, I would take the Colts for sure. Um, And Tampa still can win, of course. Like, the conventional wisdom is you don't run on them, so Jonathan Taylor's not going to run on them. But the Colts' run blocking is exceptional. And Jonathan Taylor, you can't... If he's one-on-one on on the edge, he's going to beat that guy most of the time. So even if, like, even if you plug all the gaps and you just are having Taylor against a linebacker or a corner on the edge, yeah, he wins that more, more often than not. Um... And he's got really good acceleration. So, like, when he makes his directional change, he'll shake the defender, but then he gets back to full speed really quickly. So that's what makes him so dangerous, is that he'll change directions to create space, and then once he creates the angle for himself, he can accelerate to then take advantage of the angle. Um, That's a close one. And after, after what they did to Buffalo... I might just have to take them. The Colts. Yeah. All right, what's next?
1: Alrighty. It is Panthers at Dolphins.
0: It's another interesting one. It's a close close game on the books, I think. Uh, duh, duh, duh. yeah, about a 50-50 game according to ESPN. Dolphins Two point underdogs at home seems a little weird. Uh, the Dolphins, I think, have won three in a row. Yeah, they were four and they were one and seven. Now they're four and seven. The Panthers, I think, are one and one since getting Cam back. Or yeah, they're one and one. I'm I'm kind of tempted to take Miami. I don't know why, but.
1: I'm surprised that Yahoo is saying that most people are picking Panthers. Maybe just because Cam is back.
0: Yeah. I just, I didn't like what I saw in that game against Washington. Uh, It's like they, they came out and they scored early and then they struggled down the stretch in that game. And like it was a winnable game for a long time for them. But it's like they didn't even get a single field goal on the board. They scored first. Uh, it was tied at the half, and then they mustered a touchdown, but they were playing from behind basically the whole way uh, in the second half. And when the game was on the line uh, in the fourth quarter, like they just really didn't have anything going for them. And McCaffrey didn't really dominate the way you would expect. So that's a little concerning. The Dolphins' defense has been playing better than Washington's uh Mostly.
1: Yeah, there's, they seem to be a second-half team. Because didn't that happen last year? They got better yeah. in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, like the last 10 games of last season were all pretty good for them, except for the final game of the year. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm leaning towards the Dolphins, but... It's, it's an awkward feeling uh, <laughs> for me. Because uh, the Panthers, let's see, they... Started 3-0, then lost 4 in a row, and now they're 2-2 and in their last 4. And it's like that Washington loss had a lot of emotion with Ron Rivera coaching against Cam Newton again, so maybe he knew some of his tendencies and was able to shut him down in the fourth quarter. You gotta think that McCaffrey's the best player on the field in that matchup. Uh, but Yeah, the Dolphins are young and athletic and fast, and... At home, they are at home. If it's rainy and gross outside, I would tend to favor the team that runs the ball better, which would be Carolina. Carolina, on paper, has the better defense so far this season. But I don't know, giving up 20, giving up 27 points to Washington, and then giving up 34 points to the Cardinals, giving up 24 to the Patriots the week before. Um, that's a lot of points given up on average over those three games for a defense that's supposedly like uh, elite defense and I was like, "Uh, you know hold on and we're back Uh, I think we didn't come to a conclusion on whether or not it was going to be Panthers or Dolphins in this game I'm leaning towards the Dolphins I can't really explain why But you never know. You never know anymore. It's a close game. It's a coin toss game. So it's not the kind of game where one team is heavily favored. Anyway, it's a 50-50.
1: All the games are going to be 50-50 this week.
0: Seems that way. But if you look at, like, points per game, Carolina scores about 20, Miami 18. Points allowed, Carolina gives up 20. Miami gives up 24. Total yardage is about the same. Uh yards allowed. Much worse for Miami. But over their win streak, um against the Jets, the Ravens, and the Texans, you know, their points per game has gone down. Uh they've just they've played better. So you just never know anymore. You never know. I don't know that I can pick that game correctly. I don't know that don't. anybody will. I don't either. Yeah, coin toss, whatever. Moving on, what's the next one?
1: Uh, Titans at Patriots.
0: I'm going to call that game for the Patriots right now. Titans are decimated on offense. Uh, word just came out either today or last night that A.J. Brown has been placed on injured reserve with his chest injury uh, that he suffered in the last game.
1: Was it chest injury?
0: Well, first, it was a hand injury that he was listed as questionable as. And then after the hand injury, he came back in and got hit in the chest on some play. And he played through it, and... but he was first listed as out. Then he got placed on injured reserve. So it looks like the Titans are just going to go into the tank for the next like week or two. while they wait to see if... They can get Julio back. But they cut Adrian Peterson too. So I don't know what their offense is going to do. I I really don't.
1: Maybe a little too early now that they cut him.
0: Who? Peterson? Nah. I mean, he just, he wasn't really performing for them, so. (laughs) Trying to bank your whole offense on whether or not Adrian Peterson is ready to go. Maybe not the best idea. I mean, Le'Veon Bell's a free agent though uh he would be a good addition to that team right now but they're short at receiver not at running back excuse me running back (laughs) they could go and get john brown though he's available uh there was another receiver i think uh, maybe it was jackson he got signed but i thought there was another like decent free agent receiver out there that doesn't have a team but somebody give john brown a job This guy was a Pro Bowler two years ago. He battled through injury to have a decent season last year, and then he's just been getting passed around the league. I feel bad for Smoke. He's a good player. He just needs the right system. Uh, He'd be great on Seattle, but Seattle don't want to pick him up for some reason. I don't know, despite their offense being shitty. Uh, I'll take the Patriots in this one. Defense has played well. Running games look good. Titans are banged up.
1: I need the Patriots defense to go crazy again this week.
0: They very well might. Maybe not as crazy as last week, but anyway, what's next?
1: Uh, Eagles at Giants.
0: Another interesting game. Division division rivalry games are always tough, especially in that division. These teams are going to go at it. Uh, The Giants are starting to get healthy finally. They got Tony back out there. They have, I want to say, Slayton is back, Galladay's back, Saquon's back, but the Eagles have started to look good too, uh, so they're hitting their stride. I think they're 4-6 and six right now, so they're moving right along. Uh, the standings in that division are as follows. Dallas is in first at seven and four. Philly, oh, they're five and six. My mistake. And the Giants are three and seven. So the Giants can still play spoiler, and they're not mathematically out of that division yet. Uh, but they got to start winning games. They have a losing record both at home and on the road. They're own two in the division, and it's just hard times for the Giants. I've got to think Philadelphia is the better team with the better defense. It's just playing better right now. So I would lean towards Philadelphia. But if the Giants like came away with this game, I would look at it and be like, damn it. I knew I should have picked the Giants. It's going to be that kind of game. Uh, just hopefully Miles Sanders produces now that he's back and Philadelphia, figured out that they need to run the football. He had a pretty decent first game back against uh pretty stingy New Orleans defense. So there's hope, but every time I've fired up Sanders <laughs> and Goddard at the same time, it's been disappointing. <laughs> but that's the offense now. So I got to hope that those guys can both uh, produce reasonably well or I got to go get a tight end and figure that out. But
1: I was going to say, Goddard's your only tight end right now, right?
0: He is, yeah. But I think the Eagles had their bye week already. Or no, they played 11 games as week 12, so they haven't had their bye, so I still gotta watch out for that. Uh, So I'll take the Eagles for now, until further notice. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Until I do more research, and then second guess myself and pick the Giants, and then lose.
1: Until you do too too much tinkering?
0: Oh yeah. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Uh, Who's out? Yeah, well Jordan Howard's out, so that's better news for Miles Sanders being the guy. But uh Yeah, Giants are only three and a half point underdogs at home makes sense. Okay, what's next?
1: Falcons at Jags. Ugh yuck. Yeah.
0: Well the Falcons look like absolute trash. But against a good Patriots team. So can the Jags Exploit the areas where they're weak, where the Falcons are weak in the same way that New England did. Probably possibly. not.
1: I think possibly.
0: It, it, I don't. It just it looked like Matt Ryan is playing on borrowed time out there. Um, he moves in the pocket so terribly. So it's like comparing him to a guy like Brady who. Neither of these guys were, like, high-level athletes. Well, I don't want to say that. that you know, that sounds bad. They're not the most athletic guys mm. at the quarterback position, right? Even during their respective uh, eras at the beginning of their careers. But, like, Tom Brady's footwork is so far superior to Matt Ryan's that it's enabled him to still play at this high level, where anytime the pocket collapses, like, I don't know what Matt Ryan's doing with his feet. Um, yeah. And as soon as he makes a move in one direction, he's, like, frozen. And so if you can just get a little bit of pressure on him, like he's done in the pocket. Uh, And I feel bad for him because their offensive line isn't good enough to give him what he needs. So I'm going to be crazy, and I think I'm going to roll with Jacksonville on this one. Jacksonville is just young and hungry and fast and all the things that the Falcons are not, including mediocre. The Jags have been pretty bad this season, but... They're a team that's like working to get better i don't know that the falcons are working to get better to be honest not after what i've seen this season it's like they don't know what they they don't know what they're doing they don't know who they are i don't think they know what they want from their franchise i think they know that they're gonna need a quarterback here pretty soon but they should have made that happen this offseason because we're seeing it right now it's not like matt ryan is incapable of playing the position he's had some good games it's just with the way that their team is built a very stationary pocket passer who cannot move under pressure is just a huge anchor for them. You know, they'd be better off with a guy who doesn't have the experience who can move a little bit and just extend plays. Cause right now they don't have that. And so if you take away that first read and you just look what the Patriots did, it's like, we're just going to blanket Kyle Pitts, knowing that you don't have like your other top two receivers. And, if you can't go to him, we're going to pressure you and you can't go anywhere else. And they look like oh, they look like shit. It was a shutout, wasn't it? Twenty five nothing, something like that.
1: I think it was. Yeah. All I know is my defense score. Yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah. And then the Falcons, we got to see the Falcons two backup quarterbacks, which uh, that wasn't good either. Mm-mm. Rosen is not going to be their guy. He comes in and throws two passes. The second one is intercepted and in returned for a touchdown. I don't even know who their third string quarterback is, but they trot him out on the next possession, acting like, all right, maybe we'll see what this kid has. He throws a pick on his first pass. So their quarterback position is in shambles. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do.
1: I mean, they don't have any other solid offense players either, right?
0: Uh, I mean, if Cordero Patterson plays, that definitely makes them more of a threat. Uh,
1: is he still on IR though?
0: I don't know. I'll take a look right now. All
1: right.
0: Bum bum, bum 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 bum. I know there's already background music, but I'll give you some. The Falcons are 52% favorites in this game, so obviously not a lot. Uh, Patterson's questionable. Deion Jones is questionable. The Jaguars are two-point underdogs at home. Florida is just a nasty place to play sometimes. Yeah, and if you look at total yards per game, the Jags actually have more yards per game. Their defenses are similarly giving up the same amount, and their offense and defenses are pretty much in the same neighborhood. So this is a game where I think the Jags can definitely win.
1: Anything's possible these days?
0: It is. And it looks like Robinson is getting healthier each week now. So they're going to have a chance. You would typically side with the veteran quarterback in this situation. But, like, if you look at the way the, the Jags got pressure on, like, the Bills, right? Uh, it messed up everything for them. And I think if they can get even a smidge of that kind of pressure against Matt Ryan, it's going to work out really well for them. So Ugh, not, a, not a game I even really want to pick, but. I stopped trusting the Falcons long ago.
1: Yeah. I don't want to pick more than half of these games this week.
0: That's fair. What's next?
1: I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, Jets at uh, Texans. Jets at Texans. (laughs) (laughs) Delete that. No.
0: Okay. Uh, I want to say the Texans. Because Tyrod Taylor playing well... (laughs) They, they kind of just run like a really efficient system when he's quarterbacking. Like, they don't turn the ball over a lot most of the time. His first game back, he threw, you know, three, four interceptions. So, like, not his typical day. But then look what they did to Tennessee last week. Uh, I don't even think he threw for a touchdown, but he ran for two. Uh, and I'm just always happy to see Tyrod doing well. So, I got to pick the Texans for now. I don't know that either of these teams is exceptional anywhere where I'm like, oh, they're going to dominate in this area. I don't even know who's going to quarterback the Jets this week. Is it going to be Joe Flacco? Are they going back to Mike White? Uh, is what's-his-face? The rookie, Zach Wilson, is he coming back? I don't know. I can't even get a read on this game. Where is the damn injury report? Here it is. Uh... Well, he's not listed as being out, but that doesn't mean he's not out. Oh, Zach Wilson's going to play. Mike. So Flacco and White are both listed as out for this game. So they don't even have a backup quarterback. So if Wilson gets a hurt or anything, that's the end of that. But uh, you're, you're, they're also missing their starting running back in Michael Carter. Uh, Corey Davis is doubtful, probably not going to play. Their defense has got a lot of questionable guys on it, including Shaq Lawson and C.J. Mosley. I'll go with the Texans. But if you need a emergency running back play, maybe Tevin Coleman. Me? Maybe. Uh, anybody. Anybody. <laughs> Since Carter's out, Coleman's going to be the guy. Him and Ty Johnson are going to basically split. But with Corey Davis out, too, maybe Crowder or Elijah Moore have decent games. I'll go with the Texans. I'll take Tyrod in that game. Moving on soon. It's all right. Just keep munching that bagel. Don't worry about (laughs) it.
1: Chargers at Broncos.
0: Ooh. That's an interesting one because the Chargers should win. But Denver's a tough place to play. I always fall back on that, like
1: West Coast team in Colorado.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not like they're gonna get jet lagged or anything like that, but
1: no, the just weather difference. Let's see, yeah, altitude.
0: I mean Denver's two and three at home, so you gotta think that the better team is gonna go in there and do what they're supposed to do, and the Chargers just score more points. Like Denver is fairly conservative in their approach, uh, having Bridgewater back there. But it's a big game because they're only separated by a game in the standings. And if you can dictate the pace if you're Denver and keep the Chargers like defense on the field for long periods of time, they're going to get exhausted, and that's really where the altitude favors them. But if they can't dictate the pace, and it's the Chargers and Eckler dictating the pace, then the Chargers probably win that game. We'll see. we'll see. Denver just re-signed Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, so they know that they have a good receiving core, and they want to keep those guys around. Uh, but yeah, the three of them, like with uh, Judy and Sutton and Patrick, that's a nice receiving group. And then when K.J. Hamler comes back next season from his knee injury, they just need a quarterback that uh, is going to stretch the field, and Bridgewater's not that guy, so. Be interesting to see what Denver wants to do in the offseason, but. Uh, they have a chance to be uh, above 500 team this year despite maybe not looking like they're all that good uh, they're 5-5 five and five, so like they've earned their way to being in the conversation but I would have to take the chargers in this game I think what's next?
1: Rams at Packers
0: Ooh. no Aaron Jones still or at least he's highly questionable Aaron Rodgers got covid toe.
1: But did you see the latest video he put he took his shoe off and put his foot in the camera to show it wasn't covid toe?
0: It's not covid toe, it's turf toe now. What is it? I
1: don't know. He's it's got some sort of
0: Oh, so this is so yeah, we saw him get his foot stepped on. I don't think it was the Minnesota game. I think it was the game before that where there was some play where he just got like his foot stomped on. So so he's got some sort of toe injury so his mobility may not be great. I think it's on his left foot so it's not on his uh, plant foot to throw. Yeah. So when he turns to throw he doesn't have to put a bunch of weight on that toe that's injured. Uh, But he, I think he's probably gonna be a little bit more cognizant of where he's putting that front foot so we may see a lot more Shorter throws, uh, stuff to the sidelines, so he's not stepping into the pocket where a bunch of big guys are coming at him. But someone get this guy some steel-toed shoes. And uh,
1: he like took his his. I saw that. Did you see it, where he? Like, I saw this the... foot in the Yes, camera. I
0: saw the still image of him doing that. Um, <laughs> completely unnecessary.
1: Disgusting. We don't need to see that.
0: I mean, maybe he's got like a side hustle, like as an OnlyFans account or something, but his contract uh, should be plenty of income for him. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of tempted to take the Rams just because mm-hmm. after that last game, they need a win. Green Bay should have beaten Minnesota. But they gave up way too many points, considering how good their defense has played lately. It was really disappointing to see like how much they gave up in that game, and that game was slotted as a, I think the Packers were like a point and a half favorite on the road, and we saw that it was a really close game, and they lost on a last-second field goal at the end. But nonetheless, I just they didn't play as well as I thought they would defensively.
1: The winning field goals. Is- I feel like are painful
0: they sure are Uh, especially when you're on the wrong side of it
1: yeah that's what I mean
0: when you're when you got a parlay connected you're like oh man I can win this game but then miss field goal those are always brutal I think the Packers are probably
1: heavily favored
0: no they're not heavily favored they may be the uh consensus like pick uh but seven and three Rams against eight and three. Yeah, it's basically a pick 'em game. Robert Woods on IR really hurts them. Odell Beckham is not a hundred percent in that uh system yet. Pack, but this is a game where the Rams are favored by a point and a half on the road. Why I don't know. It must be something about the injury report, but David Bakhtiari is out, but I feel like he's missed quite a lot of time this season. And with Aaron, I think it must be Aaron Rodgers, like toe injury. That's being the the question. Well, Lazard's questionable too,
1: but Rodgers isn't questionable. Kevin
0: King's think. doubtful. No, Rodgers not questionable, but he didn't practice this week. So that's got to be like what's giving people pause here. And then uh, it'll be the second game for Vaughn Miller and for Odell on the Rams. The thing that concerned me when I was watching the last Rams game is uh, Troy Reeder uh, at linebacker. He's not good. Just gonna be honest like watching him play he's one of the interior linebackers or uh yeah he's there I guess they're running like a 3-4 system now but he's one of the two interior linebackers and he was like the last guy to the ball on every single snap that I was watching and like these are run plays too and he's just like he's never the guy making the play and so it's like he's just like kind of sitting there watching And that's not good and there's a reason that they uh got beat in that last game decisively uh i think that was the 49ers game yeah so the niners were just like running the ball down their throat and you got this linebacker who's just kind of like playing passive and waiting for the play to come to him and he's never the guy to make the play so i i really didn't like that and then they have aaron donald on the outside Rather than the inside. And this is what we talked about, too, with the Chiefs figured it out. They're like, we can't have Chris Jones out here on the outside. He needs to be in the middle. Yeah. And so the sooner that the Rams figure that out, the better it is for them. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh. But it's just weird that, like, this team was as good as they were last year on defense. And then they bring in a new defensive coordinator who's like, let's change everything. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, this isn't the defense that they were. So that's a problem. I don't know. Green Bay at home, in the elements, it's going to be cold. Stafford has a long history of playing in Green Bay, though, as part of the Lions, so it's not like this super foreign environment. I think he's won in Green Bay a handful of times as well. I don't know. That's a coin toss.
1: I mean, I could see Green Bay being like, we don't need to try much because they've got this beat, and then maybe... Rams surprising everyone?
0: I mean, after last week, the Rams look like crap, and I think they've sure. lost two in a row now.
1: So they need to win.
0: They do. Uh, they need to win, but there's a lot on the line, because if the Rams win and get to 8-3, and three, and Green Bay loses, goes to 8-3, and three, Green Bay still has the division lead, and they're comfortable there, but um, the Rams are in a better position to potentially take the number one seed if it's available I don't know That's an interesting one because the Rams looked so bad last week and like Green Bay didn't look that bad but they gave up more points than they should have but Green Bay at home in the cold they just uh, I guess I think I'm going to pick Green Bay for right now I don't know why the Rams are favored I can't figure that out but they are what's next
1: well, they're not on Yahoo.
0: Uh, well, they're favored by a point and a half, and in the the matchup picker here, Green Bay is favored fifty one and a half percent, forty eight percent. So,
1: but the Yahoo app is based on what people in Yahoo leagues are picking. Right? Correct. Yeah. Not anything against the odds.
0: Yeah, the money line has the Rams as one and a half point favorites, which is what I'm confused about.
1: Hmm. Moving on, Vikings at 49ers.
0: Big game for both teams, both trying to stay in the hunt. I would think that the Niners are not going to make the mistake that the Packers did, and they're going to run the ball aggressively against Minnesota. But Minnesota definitely, I would say, has the majority of the better players. Like, they have two good receivers, they have a quarterback who's playing really well, they have Dalvin Cook. Uh, The Niners have better defense, Debo Samuel. But the playmakers are all on the Viking side uh, of the equation. So, let me take a peek at that game. Who's in, who's out? Everson Griffin's out. Oh man, I need to catch up on the story with what's going on with him. Because I've been hearing like whispers about it, but I didn't sit down and read about it yet. So I'm not gonna speak on it, but Elijah Mitchell is questionable. Michael Hasty's out. So they're a little thin at the running back position. The Vikings, uh, wow, ESPN has the Niners as 60% favorites to win. The Vikings are three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road. That makes me want to take the Vikings. Both teams are five-and-five. Minnesota? I don't know. I don't trust them, but I don't trust the Niners either, so for right now, I'll say Vikings.
1: I think they're all hard to trust this week.
0: This is true. You got any thoughts? You got Thielen going. You got Cousins going.
1: I do. So I'm always going to pull for the Vikings.
0: I've got nobody in this game, so I don't care. <laughs> but it's a good game.
1: Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Browns at Ravens.
0: This is a game where I typically think the Browns are in good position. But after the way they look last week, I would say no. Like their offense looked like crap. They scored 13 against Detroit. And then that was oh. it. I think it was like 13-0 at halftime and then they didn't score in the second half and they just held on playing defense so i think baltimore is more talented everywhere except for the running back position but the combination of how baltimore runs the ball is definitely uh a bigger factor than how cleveland does it, it looks like baker going to play uh, Kareem Hunt is questionable, but designated off of injured reserve, finally.
1: It still shows him on IR and Yahoo app, though. Yahoo app is super slow. Yeah,
0: he's, he's listed as questionable here, so that's why I dropped Ernest Johnson. But, yeah, I mean, if Lamar plays, I gotta favor them. But they, I don't think they've played at all this season yet, so... And then you got uh, Baker dealing with his busted-up shoulder injury that's been bugging him, but uh, he's not listed as questionable. Browns have the better defense, but I just think Baltimore's the better team. They're at home. I'll put my money on uh, Lamar Jackson over Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. All right, what's next?
1: All right, final game. Oh, this is it, huh? Monday night, Seahawks at Washington (laughs) football.
0: (laughs) Oh, tears.
1: Come on, Hawks.
0: Can Russell Wilson do anything (laughs) with this team?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: This is... I don't have
1: faith anymore.
0: I mean, after the last two games, like... His finger's clearly still bothering him, but their offense also is shit. Like, their whole... Their whole offensive uh, design is, like, antiquated. It's, like, for a uh, a team that doesn't exist anymore. Brett, what do you think of this offense?
1: It's the shits.
0: I, I just don't know what they're doing. It's, like, they just run Lockett and Metcalf on, like, deep routes, and then there's nothing underneath. Their offensive line can't block, so Russ is just under pressure the whole time.
1: Is Chris Carson still IR? Yeah. Is he out for the year?
0: That's a good question. Um, I thought I saw like rumors that he was out for the year when they put him on IR. But I don't know 100%.
1: I thought so too, but then I thought I saw rumors about him coming back.
0: I think it's an abdominal injury. Oh. Let's see. Backfield is banged up. Penny and Homer were non-participants in practice on Friday. Alex Collins is the number one. Has an abdominal injury. Um. so really they have no running backs uh, I don't know so they have no running game Penny's out Homer's out so it's going to be DJ Dallas and potentially Alex Collins Uh, they need to use their tight end position more they need more Everett, more Disley take some of the pressure off of Metcalf and lock it force some extra linebackers onto the field for some matchups. But I've just seen Russ like th- forcing throws into deep double coverage a lot.
1: He's trying to he's trying to nail those Hail Mary throws.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's they're a deep ball team and Russ is a deep ball quarterback. But I don't want to see him just like throwing into double coverage just like to try to make something happen. Right. And it hasn't worked either, so Right. That's not helping them. Uh, The defense has played a lot better lately. Their season's on the line. I have to take Seattle. But that's also some favoritism leaning that way. Unfortunately, uh, it's not a good recipe right now in Seattle. And Washington, while they haven't played fantastic, looks like they're going to get... Uh, Logan Thomas coming back soon. Looks like receiving core is still a little banged up. They're missing a couple guys from the offensive line. So it's just whether or not their defense can buy them some time. And it looks like Thomas and Curtis Samuel are both looking to come back against Seattle. So that could open up their offense a little bit more. Ugh, yeah, it's ugly. They're in Washington too. So at least it's not the morning game. Seattle's got time to go and prep and get ready. And Russell Wilson's a killer on Monday Night Football. So you got to think that of all the games that they can't lose, this is this point in the season, like they cannot lose anymore. If they lose another game, it's over. They'll have eight losses and best they can do is nine and eight and maybe knock on the door of a wild card. But if they lose tonight, they just have or they sorry, if they lose Monday night, their playoff hopes are over so I gotta think that that's it like they have to win this game they have to Russell Wilson's gotta he's gotta ball out yeah I I don't want to trust him in fantasy but I don't really have a choice Maybe, maybe I pick up Tyrod Taylor and run him out there but this is Russ's last stand I think for fantasy Although the next, like, month after this is good for him, like, potentially, if he shows some signs of life, but it's, like, it's looking like they're getting very close to have to, like, rebuild all of Seattle. Like, nothing looks good. Their defense has actually played pretty well, so it's, like, Ken Norton's not being questioned about getting fired anymore, but that offense... This looked abysmal. They've scored 13 points in two games. One of those, they got shut out. Not good. Not good at all.
1: Not good. It's sad.
0: It is. All right. Any closing thoughts?
1: Happy Football Sunday.
0: Happy Football Sunday. Enjoy your bagels. Enjoy your Thanksgiving leftovers. (laughs) For days. For days. We still got probably two days worth. And we didn't even take all of the food. Oh, man, it's going to be a lot of sleepy turkey eating. Anyway, may your uh, teams all win. Bill's game's already over, so I don't have to worry about that one. Sorry, Saints. May your fantasy teams be blessed. And uh, that'll do it until next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way, too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at info or at Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills!